You are now entering the Bad Christian Podcast. What's up, numbskulls? This is Matt. You have tuned in to, downloaded, or are streaming the Bad Christian Podcast. Today, our guest is Tyler Columbus. He's a starting offensive lineman for the Washington Redskins. And uh, that's a little bit of a different type of guest than we usually have, but that's the good thing about having your own show. You can talk to whoever you want to and just talk about stuff that's interesting to you. Uh, we also like it when you guys send in suggestions of people that you think would be good on the podcast. And a lot of times that's how we wound up having people on the show because they see those tweets when you mention their name and us in it. And that sometimes it just works out. Uh, here's some interesting data for you guys. Or it's interesting to me at least. The, two weeks ago we had Lecrae on the show. And then last week we had Craig Gross from Triple X Church on the show. Now, oddly... Even though Lecrae has the number one record in the country, the Craig Gross episode is outperforming by good margin the Lecrae episode. So that means uh, one of two things at least, but number one could be that we don't need big names on this show to have good traffic and have good support and have good downloads, so we appreciate that. Or two, it could just mean that you people are sick and will download anything with triple X in the title. But thank you either way. Uh, your support really does mean a lot to this podcast. We are, in fact, listener-supported. And it's a two-way street. So we give this podcast away for free, and sometimes people choose to help us out by paying some money for it anyway or contributing to what we do. And we're going to you know, keep giving more stuff away. The next thing we are going to give away to all of y'all is our new ebook, which is called The M Word. Real Stories from Women About Masturbation, Sex Addiction, and Porn. So pay attention to the details of that and when it'll be out and where you can download it when the time comes. Now, I really want to thank everybody, all the people, overwhelmingly, who have been contributing already by going to our podcast page and clicking on the Contribute button there. We're making a big splash out there, people. Thank you for being part of our conversation and part of our community. We love the interaction on Twitter and Facebook. You guys really do shape what we do, and we are listening. Grizzly! Grizzly! Grizzled! It's about to go down. I'm about to lose my mind. <laughs> Desserts, 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 desserts. Desserts. All right. Welcome to the Bad Christian Podcast. I've got a ton, ton, ton of stuff that I want to talk about. Ton of stuff that I want to talk about with y'all and explain to the audience. But I am, I'm very, very. Before I go any farther, I got to know what the grizzled, grizzled, grizzly thing is there. Well, Matt, for a long time, I've been really perturbed at the English language. Mm-hmm. And I was reading an article today, and this Poor comes from Latrat, Lit, I think it's LitReactor.com. Oh, yeah, I've heard and of it. And it's them. 10 words you literally didn't know you were getting wrong. And one of them was grizzly versus grizzly versus grizzled. Oh. And I thought, and, and it just makes me mad because there's the word grizzly, which means a horrific or gruesome, uh, you know, as in a grizzly murder and that's scene. That's G R I S grizzly, L Y. Right, and then if you change, it ex- sounds the exact same. Uh, if you change the S to two Zs, and you have grizzly, which we, as we all know is a bear, uh-huh. and then you have grizzled, which can mean grayish, and it's typically deci- used to describe people like an old yeah, man like who's really grizzled and aged. And like kinda the Robert rotten. Duvall character then, on the Jeopardy on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, yep. exactly that. And then also, I didn't even know this one. I didn't know there was three of them, but desserts, desserts, desserts. There's, there's a desert. With, yeah, so you have to get it right. Desert, uh, and, and then so there's a desert, which is an arid mm-hmm. landscape. Uh, 
There's a dessert. I think that's how you pronounce it. And it's something you deserve for better or worse. And then there's desert, which, you know, you eat after well, your desert, meal. Well, desert, dessert, and... So it's dessert. desert, dessert, and then dessert. Well, dessert, you mean like... <laughs> well, I'll that, be well, dessert dang. means like you abandon. you like a deserter. So yeah. you dessert, yeah, 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 desert, exactly. and dessert the food. Yep. Yeah. So And then what so about just, the other gristle? Like my... Uh, Steak was full of like that fat and it was just gristled, you know. Yeah, gristle. Yeah, I know. Like That's what I'm fat, saying. My I, steak I just think gristled. Okay, so all the stuff I want to tell y'all about today is that one that I want to mention right at the top. Let me roll back into it. Yeah, I like that clapping because it's way easier for me to say stuff like we have an Emory tour coming up. We're leaving for it tomorrow. We'll be out on the road. Uh, starting in Chicago, so come see that. You can still get your tickets at emoryvip.com. Uh, we wrap, yep. We did wrap up the King's Kaleidoscope pre-order. That went super good. You still can uh, order the vinyl for when it comes out. And mainly what's going on right now is the Classic Crime pre-order is beginning. So the Classic Crime album has just gotten mastered. It's getting manufactured now. We're getting it ready to be distributed in stores, which is a big deal for bad Christian music that we have a, a distributor, yeah. and we're putting out the Classic Crime record after this King's Kaleidoscope thing uh, pre-order is done. So pay attention to the Classic Crime. Thank you to those guys. Toby, are you you're prepared to go on tour? We'll be leaving tomorrow. Honestly, no, I'm not. Uh, just because we're well, there's a lot lot going on right now. I'm actually recording all the vocals for the new Emory record as we speak, so I'm trying to get that done. But also, I work at a church. Also, I have a family. Also, I'm preparing for this tour, and we do a bad Christian like I'm doing this right now. So um, there's not many hours in the day to get everything done. So the the good things are. The recording's going awesome. Oh, that's what I wanted I'm to say. Is that was super cool yeah. the other day when we did the song with Sprinkle. So in case you missed it, yeah. Uh, and and after the podcast today, Toby and I are going to track another song and then Sprinkle Two and tomorrow. <laughs> so Aaron Sprinkle is helping us with the vocals and finishing this record, and he is uh, in Nashville. Toby's in Charleston, and I'm in Seattle. So we've just basically gotten the technology all the way down to where uh, Aaron is screen controlling Toby's computer in his bedroom. And producing the vocals, and and then I'm on the same call, and it's all, and we hear the music play back in real time at high quality, and so it's really like just being in a control room that's three thousand miles away, and we're in three different cities, and we can all sit there and talk about the take, or do we like it when Toby's vocal went up or down, or should we do an octave, and that's blowing me away. It's the best the best way we've ever been able to work remotely, so that's super fun. Well, well, yeah, the reason why it's so cool or good for me is, like I said, I'm doing so much that I cannot at this moment just up and leave my family uh, and just go to Nashville for a week or two. Yep. You know what I mean? So this actually, and what's really cool about it is I have to be honest. I mean, it really feels like I'm just in the booth and Aaron's yeah, in the other room. Yeah, because what's the difference? Room. If you're in a control just, room, you don't, yeah. I mean, I- unless you have line of sight, and a lot of time you don't anyway, you hear that stupid little talk back mic and the quality yeah. is worse. So the quality is oh, just totally. as good as if you were in the next room. So it's pretty funny. Yeah, so I've, I've been blown away that you're actually able to do that. We're actually able to record vocals for the new Emory record. I... Uh, uh, you know, hundreds and hundreds of miles away. So that's really cool. But then to go back to the tour, I'm super excited about the tour. This is the first time we've ever actually done a full tour with with uh, Norma Jean. We've definitely played some shows, one-offs here and there, festivals and stuff like that. But to actually be able to go on tour with them, I am kind of excited about that, getting to see them every night. I'm excited to see the other bands like Artifacts Boreo and Night Versus. It's going to be a really good tour. It will be tough being away from my family and uh, knowing that I am hopefully can get all the vocals done for the record and all that stuff. So it's a tight time. But... It's always fun to get back out on the road with I my love, friends. Yeah, so I love getting that, to do all the stuff neat. we do. Joey, is this the kind of talking we do on the podcast where you get bored because it's music-related? 
Yeah, Joey's Or do you eating. find that interesting, what we were talking about? Um, It can go either way. I mean, I think it's more interesting because you're talking about someone I know now, Matt McDonald. Um, and it would be interesting, too, if you guys were talking about somebody I didn't know but really liked the music. But, yeah, yeah I just mean. Just talking about making the record and the ins and outs. That I think that stuff's interesting. I think people like to hear about music stuff. In fact, I was thinking what would be interesting is if we took questions that were very detailed ones of, like, stuff you wanted to know about music or our band or our business or Bad Christian, and we could talk a little more technical if people are interested in because when I meet people one-on-one, they always ask me, how do you do this, or how does this work out, or what's the best way to do this? So if a lot of people want to know stuff like that, if you can email a very clear question to podcast at badchristian.com, we'll be glad to talk about that that kind of stuff, industry stuff too, but we don't want to bore you with that. We uh, do get a lot of questions <laughs> usually about why is Joey so shitty at doing the podcast. Really? Yeah, I get those. Honestly, you know, like those little message notice message now i get that all the time it always just says joey equals (laughs) shitty it's weird because i get emails saying uh when is toby not going to be a part of the podcast anymore that's weird hey hold on somebody's at the door matt all right jump in with your 10 pizzas oh (laughs) it's the pizza guy he's got hold on one second joey do you have the money yeah i didn't order the pizza (laughs) (laughs) joey pay him (laughs) sorry sir here i'll just i'll pay for it screw it here joey here's your 10 pizzas what what is that guy what is that i want to hear that voice who is that voice toby do that voice again sounds like uh sounds like something i'm trying to place the voice i think you're thinking it's probably a little bit of rip off of phil hendry oh yeah it is hey hey man (laughs) matt i've found it unbelievably um surprising the number of people that are (laughs) 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 we forgot about i'm sorry hey what's that pizza guy's name he's always coming what's he always delivers pizza i forgot his name is neil the pizza guy (laughs) (laughs) he always has to come here and deliver 10 pizzas it's amazing anyway what were you getting ready to say no i was just gonna say how uh it's it's blowing my mind how many times we're hearing from people that, oh, wow, I didn't know you guys were in a band. Like they're saying about Matt and Toby, oh, I didn't know you guys were in a band. So one thing when we started with Bad Christian is we realized just how uh, Matt and Toby really gave us a head start with exposure, you know, given the success of Emory. And all three of us also felt like, you know, uh, a certain level of, of success that we were after uh, was that people would start finding about finding out about Bad Christian before um, Emory, and that's happening left and right. I mean, it's just crazy, the comments of, oh, wow, in a band? Oh, I just found out about Bad Christian and Emory. And what's so funny is my, my natural reaction is, how in the hell have you not heard of Emory? Because <laughs> uh, I just, I don't know, you guys have been around for such a long time, but, I mean, it's not like y'all are you too, you know? I look forward to that, honestly. If if Bad Christian can, you know, take over uh, that, I would love that because so you look I, forward I, to the death honestly, of Emory. Th- Very good, Toby. No, no, no. But what I what I do look forward to is the idea of it being its own thing, and it people don't listen to us just because they like our band. You know what I mean? Like yep. like I think we are 
able to, I guess the word would be leverage that or use that, and we really appreciate that our fans translate from Emory to even Bad Christian and understand that. But at the same time, it would be neat for Bad Christian. I, if somebody walks up to me and just goes, hey, man, you wrote something on a blog post or your podcast really meant something to me, that's awesome. Not, oh, man, I love your band. Oh, yeah, your podcast is cool too. Like, you know, that, that I do think that would be kind of cool in the future to, to get there. Yeah. We uh we have had a lot of a lot of things we're proud of, but uh, those of you that watched the Tonight Show, uh, y'all saw that Lecrae was on there last week. We discovered him. Yep. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I don't I don't know how else to say it, but uh, obviously, there's no coincidence that he was on the That's Bad right. Christian podcast, and then Jimmy Fallon was just well, like, clearly well, we Jimmy Fallon too, is so. a listener of our podcast, and yeah. when he heard Lecrae, he was like, oh, you gotta get, I gotta get that dude on my show. So that's imag- right. um, how right. I imagine it go down, and I have a little bit of uh, proof for the backup. I was, I got, somebody leaked out the uh, Jimmy Fallon schedule for the next few weeks, and I want to tell you some of the names yeah. that are on there. Uh, Herb Silverman. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, Michael Gunger. Tommy from Sleeping oh, Giant, Lord. and then live, Seth, Seth Dudley. Dudley, and then live from a Portland living room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Tonight show is totally <laughs> ripping yeah, so us I, off. And no yeah. one understands it. <laughs> so anyway, Lecrae, you're welcome, man. We discovered you, and, and we want to tip our hats to you for bigger and better things. But just don't don't forget your boys here. I, I actually have, not not because of our podcast, but just having friends. Uh, so many people have been talking about the, the new record, like on Facebook, his new record, on Facebook, and just uh, friends that I have that, because, I mean, honestly, I don't, listen to that much or i don't listen to that much music you don't listen to that general. much hippity hop i don't I, I mean i like some of it but i probably like maybe just older stuff or just older a stuff bit like young I like MC and digital underground yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah the, what is this, the cherry hill gang <laughs> 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 no like i uh i don't know but uh i think that i'm pretty blown away by how many people you're right i mean joey you i know you're a huge fan of lecrae and, and i think uh, he is Definitely worldwide. Y'all didn't believe me. Huge, no, I did believe you, but I'm just saying I'm seeing it now. No, but I, no, going into this, you guys. I knew he was a big artist. Y'all didn't think he was that big because I told y'all he was pretty much on top of the, the rap game. And y'all are like, no, there's no way. Dude, I have a Lecrae tattoo. No, oh, that was right. when uh, right. Joey's like, somebody said, oh, Lecrae's down to do the podcast. And he said he could do like whatever date it was. And I was like, well, I don't know. See if we can get him in a couple months. We're kind of busy right now. Yeah. <laughs> and Joe's like, dude, we have to do this. Like, well, just chill out. But, yeah, I'm glad we did it. Well, thanks, Matt. Joey, you do um, a good job of a lot of things. Not everything, but a lot of things. So we're, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's right. take a moment let's just to just thank, thank Joey. Let's just thank Joey. Joey? <laughs> Joe, I just want to tell you, we probably don't give you enough credit, buddy, but you do You do a lot of things well. All right. <laughs> you are. Toby, I'm going to challenge you. Tell me three things that I do well for Bad Christian, not <laughs> as a friend, not not at church. Three things I do well at Bad Christian. You uh, always make sure that we are always taken care of, uh, like um, when we go to shows and stuff like that, that we always have really good catering. <laughs> catering, yeah. <laughs> Catering's unbelievable. I've never seen catering like that. Uh, no, I, I, you want me to be, I can no, be honest. No, I was being trippy. No, I'd I don't like to be honest. Let's take a moment and honor Joey. Joey. I don't need Joey. to be honor Joey. Joey is our... F honor. Pastor Joey, he's our good friend. And three things that I do think you do really well is that you do, people behind the scenes, you do a lot behind the scenes and people don't see that, but you're very good at following up with with people that write us. We get so many emails and you really do care about each one. And uh, obviously you can't keep up with all of them because you would go insane. And Toby and I do not care about them. No, we do. (laughs) And I do write back people as well, but I think you are really, uh, you really try to be diligent. Well, it's cool as we have a team of people that help us. Yeah. But I mean, without you 
pushing All that right, that's and setting one. that tone. I don't, I don't know if we would do that. Uh, two, I think that you bring a different perspective than Matt and I, which is always refreshing. And you guys good. hate people, and I love and, people. And it sure. keeps uh, Matt and I challenged because you're right. Matt and I, we, we line up a little bit more alike, and I think it keeps us, uh, it gives us a good perspective of how to see the world also and not just be bought into what we think. Yeah, in a past podcast, I could even play it right now if y'all wanted me to. Y'all said the first thing y'all think of in when a y'all past podcast, I could even play <laughs> it right now. <laughs> <laughs> y'all, y'all actually say. Yeah, people equal shit when we meet them. We think, we okay, shit. we think of them as a... Oh, so you're mad at transparency? Okay. <laughs> All right, number three. I mean, you started it. You started it, Toby. Nope. I didn't want this, but you got to follow through now. Uh, number three, you keep us motivated to stick to talk to our team and to not get too busy with our schedules to miss opportunities to uh, enter, uh, let's see, connect with people and to really be a part of their lives. Like, we do have a good awesome team here at Bad Christian. I think a lot of that is due to your diligence of setting things up and staying on top of That's things. very oh, good. Thanks, man. That's so sweet. It's not even my yeah. birthday. Yeah. Uh, All right, now, you say 10 things about me. <laughs> <laughs> so, Matt, uh, Toby and I were talking um, about the front of Bad Christian, what everybody sees, and that is the entertainment side. And I think that if you're a Christian and you set out to do something, you kind of have to, in an unashamed, unapologetical way, say, yeah, who's the ministry? We just come across, you know, people that ask these sorts of questions, and why it, it, I think it is very uncommon what our answer is. Our answer is basically we are setting out to start a business. Uh, we do want to make some extra money, uh, especially just for flexibility and our, our wives, you know, not being forced to work or us having to work a bunch of extra jobs. Um, and we want to entertain. Now, the a huge ingredient in all this is that we're Christians, and so we want Jesus to be a part of every single part of our life. But to at this point, right now, and what we've done with Bad Christian, it's been motivated because we feel God wants us to, but there's been a huge part of us that's just like, yeah, it's an opportunity that we have to make some money, entertain people, and we say change the world, but I, I guess that's not on the front end for us. Uh, why, are, why are we cool with that? Because, Matt, you're pretty good at explaining this. Oh, I this. am so good and at explaining things. Um, no, I mean, that's, like, simple. Like, there's a guy, uh, like, if people want to come and say, well, you should be using this for this, and how can you be Christian, and then not all only say this, or you got to do this stuff too. I'd say, if you don't think our podcast or stuff is Christian enough, or we don't spend enough time on stuff like that, then there's a million other places to look at. Like, if you look at the show Breaking Bad, which everybody loves, there is at least one guy that's in the cast that I can't remember his name, but he's one of the, a kind of one of the guys' recurring characters. He's a Christian, and he speaks and does stuff. Or Jim Caviezel, who plays Jesus or whatever. They do stuff, but that it's not like everything they do has to be that. So why would it be for us? Because essentially we talk about God more than a different podcast or a different actor or a different entertainer. So it, you have to do it even more. Like you can't spend time not talking about God if you do some. If you don't talk about God at all and we just did a sports podcast or music podcast or we're actors on a TV show that happen to be Christian, it, nobody would care. But we talk about God enough where people think, well, then that's all you That's all you are. That's what you got to do the whole time. And so no need to get pigeonholed. Yeah, we just... Uh, yeah. So this podcast really, to me, is just a very, we're a very tiny, tiny, tiny part of what's going on now where everybody has a voice and everybody weighs in on things that are just happening in, in the world and culture. And it's it's a 
I promise you, this time we're in is a very neat, interesting time, and a bunch of stuff's going to change uh, and be very apparent. And we're on the cusp of a lot of stuff. So, uh, it, on one hand, I, I want everybody to think of this podcast as like just any other micro media blogging anything like think about uh twitter everybody has a twitter and it's like their own tv channel except for it has a 140 character limit and it's in that certain digestible format well the podcast is like that only it's an hour and a 130 minute uh time limit and it's audio so this isn't a show like jimmy fallon's show it really isn't this is just a right. uh, little thing that we do and just so happens that it resonates with people people like to listen to it go figure i don't know why but it's really no different than a more expanded just twitter channel so everybody in the world has these things and that's part of the whole revolution of uh really transparency goes hand in hand with it it's because people get to know us in more detail and we get to know more about all you know other people and even stuff that people don't want to be known being known that is what we're seeing and that's where we're really cutting into the to the heart of because everything is getting known by everybody that is a clear trend and it's it's not going to stop um so what i've been thinking about lately is the uh as far as news and media and every uh, everything coming out and into the light which is something we talk about a lot is i've been thinking about both the nfl and their issues and uh controversy and what comes out about this player the commissioner whatever and also really in the church i'd say a similar par parallel thing is the mars hill thing and I'm, I'm not weighing in on either of those two topics at this time but what what i really think is crazy interesting is the fact that both at the heart of both of those things is the notion that every stone gets is uncovered and stuff is coming out into the light no matter what no matter if you could control it ultimately you cannot so it's just it's crazy because let's just take the nfl for instance everybody should know that there's a lot of really crazy and messed up stuff and even criminals that are in the NFL and also that are in uh, Wall Street and that are also in the church. There's bad stuff yeah. throughout everywhere, and now it's going to just start coming out. It's going to come out more and more. There's not going to be able to hide who does what or who makes what money or who has done a bad thing or ever said a bad thing, and so it's going to all come out. And so now you see the NFL, for instance, reacting by trying to uh, – either take a stand or cover something up, um, but it's not going to work. So now it, it's just ultimately it's not going to work because they're making it, they're trying to, you know, purge themselves of the people that make them look bad, but uh, that's never going to stop. There's just going to be more stuff that looks bad and the threshold is going to be lower, and it's going to be the same thing in churches the more everybody finds out about everything. So we have this really unique time where everybody gets to talk, everybody gets to know everything, and it's going to increase. So what a crazy time it is right now to move forward in transparency to to take the take the yeah. first step of the proactive step i think the church and christianity has been really guilty of that of saying well we don't want us people to see people do bad because they might do bad or look bad well that's out the window now i mean it's not it's not it's never coming back to where you can just have a million heroes that you look up to and that'll help our kids it's not that's not coming back in in or out of the church so it's exciting and i think christianity has the opportunity right now to maybe even be a leader in transparency and stuff like that. But it'll be at the expense of is everybody's going to look bad. Yeah, I'm with you, man. And, uh, I mean, you know, what I was saying originally, too, that uh, caused you to say all that is I don't want people to mishear us and, you know, think that we don't care about Jesus or the gospel or anything. 
I think what what we're not apologizing for is we want that to be a part of every single aspect of our life, including what we're doing with bad Christians. Well, that's what I'm saying is coming um, from the other side. If you have somebody you look up to like a pastor, well, you're not going to only be able to look at him as a pastor anymore because everything's going to come out, and he'll also have to be a person. Or if you like an athlete right. and you think he's something to look up to, well, unfortunately, you're going to have to look at him as a whole person. You're, uh, that's the yeah. way it is going to be for everybody. So what a cool opportunity, and the ramifications of it are remain to be seen, but they're going to be profound in the way that organizations, companies, sports, the church all runs. It's going to change a ton. Well, I think it's going to honestly just show how, just show how much worse people yeah. are. Like every, all, the, all the stuff has just been so hidden in the past that also it's across the board too, so nobody's going to get away with it. You're not, you're not going to be as easy to sling mud. Yep. Like right now, uh, a politician slings mud at one politician and, and says, oh, well, you did this, and they go, well, look, here, you're on video doing this. Yep. Or, you know, I mean, it's like everybody's going to be that to where hopefully also I think it gets rid of some of the – you know, butthurt emotional feelings that people get caught up in. Oh, well, this is just so wrong. Like that one-sided, oh, man, this guy's the worst guy ever. Just like we were talking about earlier, uh, like with Adrian Peterson, he might have seriously abused his kid, and that is terrible. I have three kids of my own, and if he did that uh, viciously or uh, cruelly, abusively to his kids, I mean, there, he should suffer some punishment, and, and there needs to be uh, some family coming around those kids and, and protecting them for sure. But at the same time, we don't know anything right now, and what if it was a dad that just kind of spanked his kid a little too hard and got caught up in the moment, and a um, vengeful person took a picture or something like that? I don't. I, I'm not saying one way or the other. Well, I'm on one hand, we don't no have the what. ability to to decipher all this information, so bad conclusions are being drawn. But it's moving in a direction where it's going to change everything. I'm just saying, th- hold on to your butts because the church. And businesses and all this stuff are going to change fast. I mean, we have CEOs of companies and high-up people that get fired because of something they said on their personal Facebook about a, t- a political topic. It's it. But it's, that's my point, too. Cr- could, it not, could it not get worse, though? Is it, is it going to happen so much that everybody's going to be like, well, screw it. I can say no, whatever well, I want because well, it's going to be bad the, anyway. For the, for the matter of transparency, I'm just saying – this is a unique, awesome time, and we're at the tip of an iceberg with how everything's going to respond. But it's an amazing opportunity for the church and for Christianity because this is a point where finally there's going to be some traction in the notion of of having people just be these role models only and leaders yeah. and, and that kind of kings of stuff. So that's going to come down. The ramifications are huge. It's going to take down traditional uh, leadership structures and you know, I think the NFL's in a predicament, essentially, because they're trying to purge a negative element, but it'll just scratch to a, another. Like, it, it further, it's like legalism in, is in the church. So you say, oh, yeah. you have to separate yourself from the thing that's bad. And so all it does is make a finer and finer line until there's no nothing left, and everybody's disqualified if you really look at it. So um, I'm really looking forward to the to the future, and I'm so glad. And I don't count us as a significant part of it. I'm just saying our podcast is probably closer to a tweet as far as its value. It's nothing. It's just a small platform, but there's so much of it and so many of it that uh, information is just going to totally change the way we do everything. So hold on to your butts as far as the way Christianity and church goes because it's going to change more in the rest of our lifetime than it has since the Reformation. I guarantee it. Joe, are you physically able to hold on to your butt? Yeah, yeah, I got got my hands on that for sure. Um, (laughs) But... uh, you know, including holding on to your butts, I want you to th- hold on to your X3 watch uh, because you need accountability. Oh, is that like the new iPhone watch? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, the X3 watch is, was, is Apple's new wearable. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy because last podcast episode with Craig Gross, uh, 
Toby and I both got busted, uh, getting a little emotional, both of them having to do with just what Triple uh, X Church was about and uh, that sort of thing. And here's the scoop. For those of you that may be listening for the first time, the three of us, we believe porn is bad for you. We what? Don't, we don't think it's good for you. And uh, so our friends at Triple uh, X Church, they created a software called X3 Watch. You can go to x3watch.com forward slash bad Christian and uh, actually download uh, their software. And what the software does is it's an accountability system. So let's say you don't want to look at porn, but you get tempted, but you have this accountability software on your computer. Well, you go, you look at some stuff, and then your accountability partner that agreed, a, a buddy of yours, they get an email. Now, you think you may be smarter than the software and say, well, that isn't going to work. All I'm going to do is take the software off when I get tempted. Well, guess what? Your buddy will get that email too. And so we recommend whoever your buddy is at that point to come to your house and just beat the shit yeah, out of you. If it's uh, driving just because distance. you shouldn't be looking at porn. The driving distance, but yes. So just to wrap up, x3watch.com forward slash bad Christian, the software will actually block. You can get the paid version for half off if you go on, on that URL, and the software will actually block you from going to questionable material. Go ahead, Joey. Yeah, and uh, Craig Gross also... Uh, I read what he uh, wrote for a forward in a book that we're putting out soon. He is a very talented guy. The forward's great and tells a little bit more about Triple X Church. But the forward uh, is to a book that we're excited about that uh, entails, it's kind of a compilation of stories from girls uh, who either had uh, sexual addictions in their past or are currently struggling with sexual addictions um, you know, doing things with their bodies that they regretted or regret, uh, covers subjects all the way from, you know, sexual molestation in their past to masturbation and all that stuff. And we're not setting out to, uh, you know, be radical and, and crazy and to put something out like this, but, uh, it all actually was initiated by uh, a comment that was left on one of our posts on our blog, badchristian.com. Uh, where a female said, hey, when you talk about porn, don't forget about us, the females. You know, a lot of us are struggling as well. Uh, we deal with the same crap that you guys are dealing with. You know, it may just look differently. So, Matt, we have have, have we decided, is it going to be free, um, or are we charging for it, or well, what? The uh, ebook is called The M Word, Real Stories from Women About uh, Sex Addiction, Masturbation, and Porn. And uh, we're going to basically give it away as a... As, uh, and we're going to make it like we like to make everything, like we make this podcast, where it's pay what you want for it. So if you want to download it and get it for free, there will be a way to do that. But we would encourage anybody to pay a nickel for it, a quarter, a dollar, pay for pay a nickel, a quarter an episode for this podcast, and there'll be a, a place to do that. So we want to continue to basically put out content as much as we can and for free. And if you guys think it's worth it, then please support the content that we put out, Bad Christian Podcast, and everything else is listener-supported. So you can find the contribute button if you want to contribute to what we do in that way on our podcast page. Uh, there's a contribute button right on there. So the book will be uh, right along with that stuff. So I'm not sure exactly how we'll have it for download yet, but you'll be able to get it for free if you, do, if you don't want to pay. Yeah, and to be completely honest with you, a huge uh, chunk, chunk of your contributions are going to go to my uh, 10 pizzas uh, each podcast episode, but you have to realize that I, I can't produce well. I, I'm, I can't be the guy that you guys love and 
laugh at and laugh with and think, man, he's such a great pastor, just an unbelievable guy. Wish I could go to his church. All these things is fueled by the Yeah, pizza. so we, we did so have a budget meeting about that, and so we can't make Joey go cold turkey off 10 pizzas. So we're gonna, we are going to wean him down to 9 and then 8 and then 7. I wasn't a part of this meeting. One, one pizza. If you can donate yeah. one pizza to Bad Christian, do you know how far that'll take us? I wasn't a part of that meeting, though. I mean, so help. So please contribute and help wean Joey off his pizzas. We're trying to get him down to five by the end of the year. Is our is our goal? So, amen. Yeah. But hey, our guest that's coming up, he doesn't need to stay off the pizza because he's in the gym every second. And uh, they, uh, the Washington Redskins, uh, when we did. What do you mean by they? That's kind of messed up. <laughs> <laughs> he's so big, you, I get confused. What are you trying to say? Yeah, this is going to be awesome. Tyler Palumas is coming up. I cannot wait. Our I guess it's our very first NFLer on, on this is like awesome for us. We love the NFL, so it's going to be great to talk to a real NFL player and just ask him how he spends all them millions. Right we'll be right back with Tyler Columbus. Hey guys, it's Matt McDonald again. You may remember me from taking a lot of crap from these turds on this podcast, or you may remember me from the first ever Bad Christian podcast before it was cool. That was back before Matt and Toby became household names, before I started working with those bad Christians, and before Joey got so fat. Sorry, man, I had to. I've been working on a number of projects this past year, and I'm excited to tell you about this one in particular, because it includes my band, The Classic Crime, celebrating our 10-year anniversary with an album full of songs coming out on BC Music. The record is called What Was Done, Volume 1, A Decade Revisited. And on it, we've reimagined songs, some of which we wrote when we were like 19, 20 years old, and we rearranged and re-recorded and re-re-read them with acoustic guitars, cellos, violins, pianos, banjos, hand drums, glockenspiels, vibra-slaps, hand claps, and whiskey doodles, and all sorts of other natural instruments. Don't worry, if you've never liked the classic crime, you might still like this. Swallow your soul. And there's this. Did you like that? You didn't? Still wondering what a whiskey doodle is? Don't. I made that up. It's about as real as Joey's six-pack. Here's another sampling of an old song we redid. And there's this, too. Whoa. a hole in my heart that's been cut out of stone Whoa. we've redone a total of 12 songs in this record and added two brand new ones like this one what was done volume one comes out october 28th 2014 that's this year by the way 
But you can pre-order the CD now on Amazon, especially if you have Prime that's uh, you know free shipping and it comes quick. Or soon on iTunes with an instant digital download of one song, the new one, one new one. And on the Bad Christian Web Store where we will have signed CDs and pre-order t-shirts for everyone who missed the Kickstarter that we did for this album. Like us on Facebook slash The Classic Crime for giveaways, prizes, and all sorts of info. Thank you for listening. Now back to the podcast with Matt, Toby, and Fat Joey. Yay! (laughs) And we're back. Yeah. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Awesome. We are, you know, I have to say we're probably all at a little giddy stage right now because uh, we are with a real, not a fake, but a real NFL football player, uh, a real deal football player, NFL Tyler Columbus. Uh, he's an offensive lineman, uh, plays for the Washington Redskins. Uh, before that, he went to Colorado and played for the Buffaloes there. And uh, so we're excited to have you here, Tyler. Thanks for being uh, on the show with us. Oh, absolutely. I'm excited to be with you. Before we proceed with this interview, we need to know that you're not going to try to make us a Washington Redskins. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's kind of hard to switch allegiances. So, uh, you, you, got, hey, you guys this, can hold your mud. There you go. Hey, this is – I've always wondered about this, though. Like, all right, so we've been Packer fans – well, I'll take me, for instance. I've been a Packer fan since, like, the seventh grade. So I get into all the rivalries and, you know, don't like the Vikings and – know a lot about the Bears and get super jazzed up about when the Packers play the Bears. Do the players even care about those rivalries? Like, when you guys play the Dallas Cowboys, are you just like, man, of all games, we've got to win this one, man. We just hate the Cowboys. Like, how does that work being a player playing those games? That's an interesting question because I think, uh, you know, if you were to ask me that in college, it would be like hands down, like, oh, my gosh, the Colorado Buffaloes are playing Nebraska Huskers. This is the biggest game of my life. Uh, I hate Nebraska. Yeah. I absolutely hate Nebraska. <laughs> and uh, like to the point where like my kids can't wear red in my household. But uh, right. um, and then I felt it's a little bit different um, because players are, are, are a little bit mercenary. You know, we, we bounce around the league. And uh, uh, the reality is you'll probably play on three teams before your career is all said and done. And uh, right. so, you know, fans uh, certainly have like that long history. They've been living in that city for the last 50 years. Right. And uh, so right. they've got a lot of hatred towards teams. I think in the NFL for players, it's just kind of like this is a big game. I got to win this. And, I think uh, it's interesting you said the word mercenary instead of professional for that. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, we're at their disposal, man. I mean, whenever they decide we're not good enough, we do, they just get rid of us. Wow. I guess that's part. I mean, that's a lot different than college, obviously. Like in college, I think the rivalries are strong. For us, we're Clemson Tiger fans and hate the Gamecocks in the exact same way. So I can imagine being the more professional or mercenary realm. It's really prob- you probably get more uh, juiced up or jazzed up if a game's important to your schedule or, or what the implications are versus like an actual grudge against the team. Yeah, I mean, you know, every game in the NFL is, is so important from week one to week 16. Uh, yeah, the reality yeah. is is that whether it's an in-division game or out-of-division game, they all matter, and they all are going to count at the end of the year of, uh, of whether you get in, the, get in the playoffs. I see, but but also is the personal aspect of it what makes it even more important. Every game's important because you could lose your job. Oh, instance. yeah, yeah, for, for sure. I mean, So uh, that's, that's why it's even more like even if it was a game where you obviously were – a, a big favorite or underdog or couldn't win, you still have to really perform that week or else you're in jeopardy personally. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you string together a couple bad games, and you're wondering if you're going to be living in a new city. That's terrifying to me. <laughs> hey, so as, a, as an offensive lineman, uh, is it true? Because everybody says this. They say offensive linemen, they, they don't get any credit when a team's winning, but they're the first ones to get blamed when they're losing. So here's your chance to whine a bit. Is that true? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's absolutely true that if you hear my name called too much in the broadcast, it's probably because something bad's going on. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> not, not too often are they like, holy cow, Palumbus Jazz had an amazing block right there. That's the reason why we right. went for 50 yards. <laughs> no, no, they're like, dang, Robert just got sacked for 12 yards. He lost his left leg, and Palumbus needs a new job. Yeah, wow. You know? Yeah, so if you're, uh, if you're listening to this episode a little bit, you know, uh, on the Monday it was released or a little bit after, uh, we obviously, uh, recording it right now. We don't know what happened yesterday in that football game, but we're recording this episode after the Redskins beat Jaguar ass up and down the field. <laughs> How did that feel Tyler to manhandle another team? And we want to update on RG three. If you're at Liberty to do that. Yeah. Uh, well, first off, it was amazing. Uh, we've been, uh, on quite the losing streak here, unfortunately. I think we might have had the longest one in the NFL. And uh, so it felt great to get a win, uh, get back to some winning ways, and uh, to do it in that kind of fashion, it felt great. Um, so, yeah, yeah I mean, the, it, it's not every day in the NFL that you get to beat a team that solidly. That that's kind of happens in college and not too often in the NFL. So yeah. I, I want to go yeah, back sure. to being offensive or defensive line. How, Tyler, did you wind up on the offensive line? Because I totally agree with what Joey was saying there. It seems like it's like a no-win position. If you're on the yeah. defensive line, you, all you do is go attack, and if anything happens, you look good. So it seems like an all-risk, no-reward position. So how did you wind up choosing that one? Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of one of those things that when you're young, uh, coaches plug you in at the position where they think you're going to be best, and uh, your body type will usually decide mm -hmm. that for you. Uh, I'm clearly not going to be running a 4-3-40 and uh, uh, going to be back there. We're playing running back, so some coach saw that I was tall and uh, had potential to put some weight on and, uh, you know, your so body been o -line since, decides that for you. So you've been O-line since you started football? Uh, yeah, for the most part. I mean, Little League, I bounced around a little bit. I got to play a little skill position and then uh, come out of high school, there were a couple colleges that offered me as a tight end. Uh, University of Washington out there in Seattle did. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I mean, there, there was a little temptation to play something else, but uh, I always knew that uh, offensive line is where I'd end up. That's very cool. Now, I think we'll bounce around a good bit oh. in this interview, but just to give a little bit of background, and so we're not just talking about sports for some people that may or may not care about Oh, come it. on, man. And we'll talk more. Who cares I, about I them? I want to talk way more sports because that's, that's why I want to have people on the shows because we like to talk to people we like to talk to. But that's so. probably funny. Tyler, that's probably all you end up talking yeah. about. Like an interview. You're probably yeah. like, God, let me talk about something. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> so, but we, Sorry. we just, I just want everybody out there to know that Tyler contacted us and said he listens to Bad Christian and, and I – thinks what we do is pretty cool so Tyler I wanted to ask you about that how in the world did you start listening to us and do you think other athletes do man I have no idea um I'll tell you it was kind of random how I found you guys um I uh I think the way I found you if I remember right was I just heard I heard about uh, Russell Wilson getting divorced and uh I played for the Seahawks and uh so I had a bunch of friends on that team and I kind of felt uh, pretty touched by that because I knew some guys that were uh, very close to him and mm -hmm. I think I like googled Russell Wilson getting divorced or something and I ended up on your webpage and uh, <laughs> Are was you like, serious? Cool. There, there, it was it was like Russell Wilson why the hell why why the hell Russell Wilson damn <laughs> <laughs> 
That's cool. Oh but uh, I, I read that, and then uh, I started kind of binge reading some of the stuff on your blog, and then uh, I figured out who you guys were, and I was like, holy cow, those guys are from Emory. I've been listening to them since, like, middle school. And uh, so, I, yeah, then I just kind of got invested in you, and I started uh, listening to some of the podcasts. You know, I don't catch a lot of them because I don't have an hour and a half to listen to a lot of them, but I've, uh, you know, I've listened to probably four or five of them, and, uh, yeah, just really enjoyed it. That's crazy. I, I think that's so you so you found that and were listened to it and then found out that we were from Emory, who you also knew. Yeah, totally. Man, totally, we yeah. are so I mean, famous. Just... I cannot believe it. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of t- well, just to, just so you know, since you don't know, all you probably did see was the hells and the shits and the dams <laughs> to, to about that. But uh, I, that was just. I mean, I know we know that happens, but I guess for us, just as Christians, it does seem like, uh, and we've talked about this. T- too many times probably but just the idea of you know for example russell wilson before he got divorced was you know constantly tweeting uh scripture and talking about the lord and all this stuff and that's what i'm saying i i I think the guy's a good guy he's probably i I would wager he's a better christian than me a good guy does uh, you know outreach and all kinds of good stuff but it just feels like it seems a little rough when people just say, okay, I'm, I'm going to tweet scripture all the time. Uh-oh, I'm getting divorced. Don't want to talk about yeah. it. Like that that kind of just sits a little wrong with me. Yeah, no, I totally get it. Uh, I've never actually met Russell. He came a uh, year after I left there. Um, and, I, I, you know, I, I have no idea what he's like. I, I, I'm sure he's, yeah. he's a solid believer, and uh, we're all going to be spending a long time together in eternity. Um, and yeah. uh so, you know, I, 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 I get where you're coming from. I totally get that. As a matter of fact, I've got friends that kind of went through that with them that you know, were maybe on the stage with them, talking about their faith with them. And uh, it probably yeah. while he was going through that stuff at home. And uh, so, yeah. you know, yeah. you know it, it, it's a frustrating deal that uh, you're tempted as humans to kind of be mad at them or to be frustrated by that. But uh, at the end of the day, I guess... Uh, when you're when you're touched by it a little bit more personally, when you got people that know him, people that are friends with him, you're kind of like, dang, I just uh, I hope he's all right. Yeah, no, no, I understand. And yeah, that's what's kind of cool from your standpoint. Like you actually have buddies that are buddies of his and know his heart and all that stuff. I would just say, as a Christian, it would just be so awesome if he just kept talking about it. Yeah, man, things got bad. Right. You know that yeah, that, that was like, you know, like, like, well, yeah, that's right. I, I messed mean, it, up or yeah, yeah, all that stuff. That's all I yeah. Yeah, no, I mean it's totally a, a platform that uh, you can talk about what went wrong or, or where things were and yeah. and how you ended up where you're at and uh, I mean I guess that's the story yeah. of all of our, our that's all of our stories is how and, we got to where we are. I do I do think not to change the subject, but I do think it's awesome man just thinking about like I mean just 2 days ago you were on the NFL football field like seriously just fighting and hitting and just going crazy and then like your quarterback goes down all this crazy stuff i mean that's just such i mean has this been is being in the nfl is that kind of like surreal since you like you said you've been playing football for most of your life and now like just to e- even have a career are you still like in awe when you meet other famous football players like uh you know you played on denver right yeah. uh, were you there when when manning was there or uh no i was uh, uh i was with was, jay cutler in denver and uh Okay. Uh, you know, but and then uh, Kyle Orton and then Tim Tebow. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, they, are you friends? Are you friends with Tim Tebow? I I, I don't know. I well, I would say we're friends. I don't even know if he would have my phone number in his phone. But uh, yeah, you know, yeah. Oh, he's certainly a guy that I would. Uh, if we saw each other on the street, I'd carry on a conversation with him. Um, yeah, yeah. But it's, yeah, it's t- funny, t- Tyler. Because sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say no, to answer you your go question. Ahead. I mean, there's certainly those moments where it's just uh, totally surreal. I mean. I'm going into my seventh year, so a lot of that is kind of, uh, um, 
just kind of become a little bit of the norm. But uh, for those first few years, there was times that you're like, holy cow, I'm playing against uh, Brett Favre, I'm playing against uh, Peyton Manning, whoever it is. And uh, yeah. you're just kind of sitting there on the sidelines watching them work. Like, man, I've been watching them for 15 years, and holy cow, here I am. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I think overall, most anything I, I'm taking from it, thinking about it from your <laughs> point of view right now, is this, it really does sound scary to me. Like, the, like the more you see stuff in, <laughs> in the media and the injuries that can happen, I mean, and the money you've, everybody's seen, not everybody, but a lot of people have seen that 30 for 30 where they show how NFL players do and then where their money goes and average salaries and stuff. It sounds really scary. Yeah. Like it's all just super temperamental. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. And, you know, that's, that's terrifying. Do you feel that way or you feel secure in your profession and stuff like that? Um, you know, there's certainly uh, an aspect of it that, it, that is scary. Um, you know, I don't know if scary is the right word. I, I guess uh, just uncertainty would be the right word. Uh, you know, as a young player, I – I, uh, there was a week there where I played on three professional teams. Uh, I was playing in Denver, and in my third training camp, I got cut. And then I went on waivers, and the, the way the waiver wire works is there's 24 hours that any team in the NFL can claim your current contract, and you yeah. can't do anything about it. So I got claimed by Houston, Seattle, and Detroit, and uh, I had to go to Detroit because they had the worst record. And then uh, I was there for six days, and they traded me to Seattle for a draft pick. So wow. in one week, I played on three teams. My, my wife had no idea what city she's going to live in. And uh, so th those are the type of things that, that can make it challenging. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I guess it's like anything else. If you do it well enough, you're not going to bounce around. So the goal is to play well and stay in the same city. Wow. I would think yeah. that would be a tremendous amount of anxiety. And you mentioned also that you, uh, your kids are down taking a nap right now. How many kids do you have? I got two kids, uh, one boy, one girl, the whole household's sick. I woke up sicker than a dog this morning, and uh, you can probably hear it in my voice. But, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it's fun, man. We're, uh, we're, we're having a blast. They're, they're, they're just 17 months apart, so it's hard. We're busy, but, uh, um, man, it's a blast. Hey, so uh, I laughed really hard when you said Jay Cutler because one of my jokes that I actually had planned was I was going to say something, how cool RG3 was, such a class act and everything. And my question was, is it ever a bummer when you're having to protect quarterbacks that you <laughs> don't even like? And I was going to say, there's no way you could really be motivated to protect Jay Cutler. <laughs> but obviously we're saying that from a Green, a yeah. Green Bay Packer perspective. But I will say – I think Toby hates Jay Cutler. I don't hate Jay Cutler. You're Cutler. disgusted like him. with him no. every time you see him no, on the sideline. I do not hate Jay Cutler. I do think his face is <laughs> terrible. <laughs> his face is terrible. Jay Cutler, the human, yeah, Jay he, Cutler, he the human is probably fine, but his face. About his face, doesn't he? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It just seems like uh, <laughs> it, it, I, well, I, that, this is coming from a Packer fan, but I just feel like he just, like, after some plays, he's just like, oh, why did you get open, Brandon Marsh? I can't believe it. I'm just like, I know he's probably not like that. I know. I think, like, him and even and Aaron, Aaron uh, Rodgers are friends and stuff like that, but I still just think that. So, hey, so, uh, go ahead. Uh, well, Tyler, I was going to ask you, man, is – is there kind of a feel in the NFL? Well, we, hey, he didn't, we didn't even let him answer that question. I, I, have you ever been on a team? You have to say names, but is it hard ever, like, defending, uh, you know, your quarterback or anything? Or, like, no, does, no, does no. your emotions I get mean, into I it? Mean, or are, you, are you just a – I mean, just like anything else in life, there's always going to be people on your team that rub you the wrong way, and uh, you may not click with them as well. Yeah. But, you know, at the end of the day, you're trying to protect your paycheck. So <laughs> you, you're certainly right, not going to totally. lay your guy up third and long and let him sack the quarterback because you didn't like him. Yeah, so you've never like let your quarterback get sh sacked and then shot him a bird and said, "Watch her, <laughs> watch no, it, buddy." <laughs> no, 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 no. I give up enough sacks on my own. I don't need to do that. 
Hey, so uh, is there a feel in the NFL of almost like brotherhood amongst players and teams and, and AFC, NFC, and, and all that sort of thing when things like uh, Ray Rice and Peterson come out where you're just kind of like bummed, like, it, man, like yeah. what what's going on? Because I know for me as a fan – when I got the pop-up on my phone about Peterson, I was like, a- a- Adrian Peterson? I like, know, I mean, just totally, totally unexpected. And I don't want to assume, obviously, that everything that's being said is right on the money and, you know, he's like this monster or anything. But how does that feel for, you know, players in the NFL? Because you've obviously played against the Vikings and you obviously, I would assume, have yeah. a great deal of respect for Peterson. You know, how does that stuff yeah. uh, incubate in your mind? I'm- yeah, I mean, it's it's certainly a small world, and you know everybody in the NFL, and uh, I mean, I, I, you certainly don't know everybody, but you at least know the names of everybody, and uh, it, through yeah. some sort of connection, you're going to have a friend of a friend, so you, you're kind of invested in everybody that's in the league, and uh, yeah. so, you know, when, when you see news like that, man, it just kind of breaks your heart, because, uh, you know, you, you don't want to see anybody uh, going down right or wrong, whether they did something terrible or whether they didn't do something terrible, and uh you know, that, that was kind of one of those cases that, you know, that was kind of a huge eye-opener for me because, uh, I don't know about you guys, but I'd never even heard of a switch. And, uh, um, right. you know, I, I, that, that was the huge topic of conversation in the locker room, obviously. And uh, you go around the locker room, and it turns out, like, like dude, like 90% of my, my teammates, they all got switched as kids growing up. And, uh, yeah, uh, I all, did. I they, did, they, for they sure. all knew just what it was. And uh, um, it's just one of those things that, gosh, you just – I don't even know what to say, man, because uh, it, it it's clearly a, You don't have uh, to weigh in with the position on the yeah. guy or anything like that. No, no, no. I, I, I'm just saying uh, it's one of those things that it breaks your heart to look at it. It breaks your heart for Adrian uh, because I certainly believe that uh, he's probably a good dad that, that loves his kids to death. And uh, uh, But, you know, I, no matter how you look at it, it just sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. It's inter- It's interesting for me because, like, yeah, I definitely got switched, and you know, I got like hit with a belt and all kinds of stuff, and I didn't think. Now, at the same time, when you see those pictures, you're like, oh my gosh, that's just like, oh, th- th-, you know. So I think there's potential there. I guess I, I, I don't know for sure. Um, I do believe he probably is a dad that cares. Like the the story that I read was like the, his, his son had like pushed another one of his other kids off of a game video game and hurt them and stuff like that so in that moment you know I, I, I and i'm just being honest as a parent myself there's been moments where i'm like i have to walk away or i have to do something because my you know i made this joke at church uh last week but i can't believe that they my wife and i were having this awesome life and everything was going great and we're like you know what we need three we need to create three humans that can make me go don't you do that no <laughs> no no you know what i mean like that 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 I created a son that would make me do that. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean, and and that honestly probably brings that out of me. Like that's what the Lord has done for me. Is like, hey, you know, hey, this is inside you, Toby. You have to be careful, and you know, you need to work on this and stuff. But it is, it's tough because, like, for me, my my initial reaction before I saw the picture, especially, was like, yeah, I got switched. I mean, that's that's a dad's prerogative to yep. spank his kid or something like. That. But obviously, if it's abusive, then that is not yeah. at all. So Tyler is uh, is the NFL life hard on your family? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we've kind of touched on that, but that, that's, uh, that's certainly the most challenging aspect, uh, for your wife. Um, when you bounce around, you know, this is my third team. I don't really count Detroit because I was there for like six days, but, um, so this is my third team that I've really been invested in. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a little bit easier on the guys when you move to a new city because, uh, you know, you've got 53 guys that 
you're you're invested in and you're you're going to work with them every day right. and you know before long give it two days and you've got five best friends on the team you know and uh yeah. for your wife how, how are they supposed to come to a new city and find community find a church and uh you know find friends uh it's a lot harder on them than it is us so when you have uh two back-to-back home games like what does your family time look like in dc like are you able to spend a great deal of time with them like you're home right now but what does that look like yeah, uh, Tuesdays are one technical off day. Uh, it's NFL mandated uh, by the PA, and uh, oh wow! So that that's our that's our one off day. But you end up going in and getting treatment or watching a little film or something. To, yeah. So you know, it's it's never really a true off day, but um, you know, there's not a ton of time in season, unfortunately, because uh, yeah, it, it's it's pretty much a seven day job, and then you know you leave Saturday to go away for away games, and then. Uh, what most people don't realize is even on home games, you go away on Saturday night and you stay at a hotel. Um, so oh, wow. th- there, there's one night every single week that you're going to be away from your family and uh, um, probably going to be a good 24, 36 hours that you're going to be away from them. And then, uh, you know, but it's just other than that, uh, I mean, it, it's just kind of like any other job in America. Like I, I, I leave the house about 6.45, 7 in the morning, and then I'm back home, uh, you know, sometime just before 5. So, yeah. So do you have do you have someone in your head where you're just like uh, right now currently the best offensive lineman in the NFL is oh, blank man. like the I, I mean I I play with one of them I'll tell you that much Trent Williams our, our left tackle he, yeah he's an absolute beast uh, he, he, yeah he's fun to watch I mean there's not too many guys in the NFL that uh, can truly change the line of scrimmage like you know a lot of times uh, uh, offensive line defensive line it's kind of just a stalemate in the running game because everybody's big and everybody's getting paid and everybody's uh, in this league for a reason. But, uh, you know, you watch Trent and it, it's something fun to watch because he can, he can change a game. Yeah. Now I, I wanted to go back to that last question too. Um, so when you are like at a hotel and away from your family and stuff like that, how does that affect like your faith and your, your Christianity? Like it, it seems like probably, honestly, I, I know you're, uh, this might not happen, but like just just the idea of your fame and uh, just being in the NFL and stuff like that, does that attract like a lot of females? Do you get a lot of attention? Is that a struggle? Like, are do you do you ever like is it being away from your family? Is that like man? Is that cause ever cause like just you know kind of severe loneliness or any depression or yeah. anything like? Do you have any stuff like that that like really challenges your your faith? Yeah, um, you know the the hardest part is training camp. That you'll go away for you know, about a month, you're going to be away from your family, living in a hotel in Dang. a different city. And uh, so you don't see him for like an entire month. And that's really hard. I mean, every night, I, every year, the night before I leave for training camp, it's like, man, it's emotional because you're just sitting there with your wife, with your kids, just like, holy cow, I'm not yeah. going to see you for a month. And, uh, you know, you, even all that gets put in perspective when uh, when my wife's brother is an army ranger and, and we kind of talk about, oh, we have to leave each other for a month. But, uh he's leaving his wife and kids and uh, going over and uh, risking his life type of thing, you know? So there, there's always perspective for everything, but uh, I guess yeah. wherever you are in life, you have your own challenges and that's a challenge for us. Um, and uh, there, other than that though, I, the NFL is a little bit different than um, the other sports like baseball and those guys are on the road all the time. They're, they're gone yeah. for four or five days at a time. And oh, I yeah. mean, I can't imagine how many days they spend in a hotel in different cities. Where, where and they've got all kinds of free time in other cities, so there might be temptations to pop up. Whereas for us, you know, we roll into a city on Saturday afternoon, then our meetings start at about six o'clock at night, and then they're done at about nine thirty at night, and curfews at eleven o'clock. And uh, 
So you've got about an hour and a half of free time to, if you want to go downstairs, you could, but everybody just goes straight to their room. And then the second the game's over, you get on a flight and you get, or you go, you get on a bus and you go straight to the airport and you get on a flight and you go home. So uh, fortunately, we get to avoid a lot of that free time and temptations that come uh, with other sports. But but uh, your whole outside life, though. Your whole outside life outside of the travel weekends and stuff like that. I mean, uh, the NFL, I don't think it has a bad reputation, but just like anything like touring with a band or sports or any other thing that you see, um, there's got to be a really wide gamut of people that are just really ha- uh, live a wild lifestyle w- within that and oh, then yeah. people that are really strict family guys, which is probably the, the end of the spectrum I believe you're on. Obviously, yeah, yeah. but um, so, so but is that true? Is it is it like any given Sunday, or I mean, is it really? A, <laughs> is there a, the wild side of it, or is that totally separate from the no, organizations? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I mean that's totally fair. I mean, the, there's certainly a, a wide range of people that are on your team. That uh, you know, there's going to be young guys that are are filthy rich and uh, have way too much money than they know what to do with, and they've got no wife, they've got <laughs> uh, no family in that city, and. Uh, um, you know, they they might be going out on Wednesday. And but Thursday is that part of the uh, locker room culture, or is that their life outside of the team? Is what I'm asking. Yeah, definitely life outside of the team. Uh, locker room culture isn't necessarily like that. I mean, if you want to talk about like hard things within the locker room, I mean, there's certainly that uh, showman, uh, you know, kind of one up attitude when you're in the mm-hmm. story, when you're hearing stories in the locker room, and everybody's going to one up each other, and everybody's going to be talking about females and whatever they saw last night and whatever they did last night. And uh, so if you want to, if there's challenges within a locker room, that's where I see it just within Uh conversation. But, uh, you know, for me, uh, I've been married since the day I got into the league. So I've never kind of ran in the crowd that is out on Thursday night or is out on Friday night. So uh, my guess has always been that the locker room culture is or anything. Well, I think this is the truth. I think it's the same with church culture. I know it's true about music and band culture. Culture. So I'm, I always guess that with inside the uh, you know teams and and privacy parts of the of locker rooms and sports, it's way rougher and way dirtier than people would imagine. But I don't know about that. Do you think I'm right? Um, I you know I don't I don't know. I think that there you could find that if you want to find that, and uh, I think that you're going to also go find that man that that's a lot more tame than I would have imagined. Like I mm-hmm. can't imagine how boring some of those yeah. guys are. Um, so, you know, I, I think you find what you want to find wherever you are. That's interesting. We've heard, I mean, others, we had uh, Craig Gross was on here, and he said he does, does chapel sometimes for the Packers. Yeah, yeah and, I know uh, Craig well. Oh, you yeah. know Craig, yeah. So yeah. so I know, I know that cool. there's always in sports and, and music, again, is the same way. There's also a really strong component of it of people that are uh, either real or pretend uh, believers in Christian cultures and acknowledgments yeah. for God. Is there also a really strong, like uh, the uh, way yeah. you see it, like real community of, of believers within the teams and organizations? Gosh, man, it just depends on where you're at. Um, you know, when I was in Seattle, that was like unbelievable. Like I can't even describe to you um, what that locker room was like. Matt Hasselback just said a culture oh, yeah. that uh, – you know, this locker room is going to love Jesus. Was and, John uh, Kitna there too then? Um, Kitna wasn't there. I know John well from the same place that uh, I know Craig. There's a there's an outreach called the Professional Athletes Outreach that a bunch of players go to in mm-hmm. the offseason. Um, so I've met John, but he wasn't at, in Seattle then. But anyways, yeah, Seattle was like like unreal. Like seriously, there were like more believers on that team than there were non-believers. And then, 
you know, you yeah, go, Sean Alexander, too. That's wild. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They've got an unbelievable chaplain that, uh, I mean, he he's on speed dial on my phone today. Um, but uh, then you go to other teams that, you know, there, there's always going to be a lot of guys that profess to love Jesus, no matter where you right. go. And, and especially uh, when you get in season, because, you know, everybody wants to play well. So <laughs> Superstition. If I, if, yeah. So it, if, I, if I love Jesus, I'm probably going to play well type of thing, yeah. you know? Uh, so, yeah. so you see a lot of guys showing up for chapel that you don't necessarily see showing up in the off season. And, uh, um, you know, it, it, it just totally depends on what team you're on. Yeah. Hey, uh, how is your mom doing? Is she totally uh, over breast cancer, or yeah, did what's I, the story I, there? I, where, where'd you hear that? Oh, on my Twitter. Probably? We we do our homework, bro. <laughs> we do our homework. Yeah, no, she's uh, she's got ovarian cancer actually, um, and okay, uh, it's uh, it was a, it was a crappy deal to find out. I found out uh, about three days before I left for training camp, and. Uh, um, you know, we'd known something was wrong with her for a couple of weeks, and then uh, she yeah. got the test results back about three days before I left for training back to training camp, and uh, it was bad. It was really, really bad. She's uh, got stage four ovarian cancer, which is uh, the worst uh, stage of, of one of the most deadly uh, cancers that there are for women, and uh, the results just kind of kept getting worse and worse, and... Uh, uh, that made leaving for training camp this year just unbelievably hard. Like you leave your family, yeah, that's God, one man. thing, but then you find out that news and you're going to the other side of the country when uh, your mom just found out that kind of news and uh, it's really hard. Um, but uh, the, the really positive news is uh, she, she's responding incredibly to the, to the treatment. Um, her yeah. CA, there's like a marker with ovarian cancer. It's a CA-125 number that uh, that has to be underneath 35 to uh, be considered cancer free and uh, yeah. her number was like 7,786 which was just like out of this world bad and after yeah. just two rounds of chemo she knocked that thing down to 380 so um, wow, she, she's responding really awesome. well and there's a lot of encouragement right now yeah that's good to hear man sorry to hear that and obviously as as believers man it's just another another thing to trust god with which is always a good thing yeah uh, i actually uh man this is really interesting for me because like i have a son and i and jess and i talk about oh yeah you know maybe he'll be a baseball player or he's kind of a big kid and i was thinking you know maybe he would be a football player and just the, you know loosely thinking about like concussions and stuff like that but i, I guess i really have never i've never thought of the idea of oh well if my son does that like like for example like you made a great point with baseball my my son would be gone from his family and his wife all the time oh my god like and, I, I mean there's yeah. something and there's something to be said for making a living and even you know using your talents and all that stuff I mean I'm sure but I, I mean do you ever are there ever times where you're like man when I retire it won't be that bad like like you know what I mean oh, yeah, like I, I know sure. you probably have that competitive fire but like being with your family like is that you know do you kind of look forward to that as well yeah absolutely I mean we we uh we kind of live in two cities right now so we make Denver our, our permanent home and then we're out here in the and in, in the regular season so we're always bouncing between cities and uh um, there's all kinds of stress that goes with football and performance and all that and uh I mean, certainly there's going to be a uh, a, a tiny bit of relief when it's all said and done, but you know, at the end of the day, uh, we love what we do, so I, I don't want it to be over anytime soon. Right, right. Is it? Uh, is it uh, like Matt was talking about? Is it? Have you been? Uh, is it? Are you prepared for life afterwards? Like, like, are you 
thinking of that like financially and all that stuff like a, just trying to like what will what will life look like for you when you, when it is done yeah you think I, you'll I, just work a regular job or you know I, that's a great question I, I wish I had that like ironed out in stone uh, I don't but <laughs> <laughs> um, it, you know when, when you're really young and I came into the league undrafted and uh, so I, I had to fight from the absolute bottom to the bottom and I, I was just hoping to make the team my rookie year and maybe play a year or two and then uh, Get a nice little head start on life and have to go into the real world and uh yeah. so you, you you're thinking about it super hard then and, and you've always got a game plan and right now i've got a little bit of a game plan but um all of it really kind of depends on how long you play and and i hate yeah. to say it but of course how much money you make and uh um yeah. So that that'll change things. I I would love to be able to uh, to be able to do some good in this world, and uh, I've got a foundation that I'd love to spend a lot of time in. And um, but but the reality is is that uh, I I'll I'll need to work like the rest of America. Uh, I'll be thirty some years old when uh, when football is all said and done, and that's way too long to think you're going to live off of what you made in over a seven or eight year career. Yeah. So um, yeah. I'm gonna have to work like the rest of America and. Uh, um, but I would love to find a way to uh, to use uh, the stories that that I, I've uh, I've been given through football and uh, to be able to make a difference in the world. Well, dude, man, this has been an absolute pleasure to hang out and talk, man. I hope this isn't the the last time we're we're able to talk and. Maybe even we'll see you at a Packer Redskin game. Is this, does it really suck for <laughs> there to put on for a, there a to Redskins be... jersey or what? You know what? After talking to you, maybe I would. You know, you know, maybe that, I would. That, that, but, that's kind of like when, like when I go home to Denver and uh, we play the Broncos. Like <laughs> I got all these texts. My friends are like, "Hey, uh, I hope I, I hope the Broncos win, but I'm rooting for you personally." Like, dude, if you're rooting for me, like this is what I do for a living. Like, if you're rooting for me, you're rooting for the Redskins. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Tyler, it's got. I mean, let's just be honest. It's got to be a bummer to, for there to be such an epic legend of a team like the Packers <laughs> right out right there for you to be able to play for and you're playing for the Redskins uh, yeah. <laughs> no man I uh I, that'd be super awesome to to come to Washington what is it like Washington that's game, a good so. question I have what's it like getting you know people asking you for tickets and jerseys and stuff like that anyway is that a mess or do you how do you handle that yeah, I'm serious. Yeah. No, I, no, Matt, no, Matt, that, did you think I was about to ask no, him for tickets? No, no, I didn't. I'm just that just I, that's what I that's yeah, what I was about if it, to do. If it's easy, that's what I was yeah. about to. If it's yeah, easy, I was say, based us, on no. his answer, I was going to see about tickets and some jerseys. <laughs> well, you guys, are yeah, man, I'll wear a jersey. I, I'll definitely get you set up. But uh, um, no, that's actually an interesting question because that's probably like the number one misconception about us is that we all get like as many tickets as we want and can get everybody <laughs> sideline passes. And uh, the reality is, is that I buy my tickets just like anybody else. I get two tickets to home games, away games. I get get out of here. And, uh, oh, oh yeah, really? absolutely. So that's I, my... spend, I spend one hundred and ten dollars on every ticket. And uh, so, so when people come, people call you all the time, be like, "Hey, I'm coming in town. Can you get me eight tickets?" And I'm like, "Yeah, that's going to be like a thousand dollars." They're like, "Yeah, I'll get it for you. Just write me a check for a thousand bucks." And 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 does that work itself out? Does that work itself out with the bigger players? Because like the real rich players, they just like you would think. Let's say RG3, for instance, could get tickets if he wanted to, but it's also yeah. he makes a lot of money, so it's really not a big deal. So he, uh, you know, is it that way, or or can the biggest stars just get the tickets for free eat more easily? No, no, no. Nobody, nobody gets tickets for free. Even Robert's paying for tickets. Uh, uh, he yeah. gets his two to home games, but you know, a lot of those guys they'll buy a box for the season, so yeah. uh, they'll have 
uh, or they'll share a box with another player. So they've got 25 seats in there. But it's not hard for there. you to fend but, off uh, people and you just have to explain. I mean, do you, no, do you have people I come mean, out of the woodwork well, now that you're an NFL player? Yeah. So, I mean, the, the, I basically I take care of anybody that I feel like is, uh, is, is in my life and, uh, Anybody that I feel like is just kind of coming out of the woodworks because they want to come see an NFL game, I just say, yeah, I can get you a ticket, but uh, uh, it's $110. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's wow. crazy, man. I'm surprised. you. Uh, I, I would I would think that each player would have, like, some sort of allotment. So that is a misconception that a lot of people have. So, Tyler, when sure. you go to Target or something like that to get, let's say, diapers, how many people do you have with you <laughs> typically in your entourage? Uh, well, I've got a two-year-old. I've got a I've got a two-year-old and a three-year-old and my wife. Oh, okay, that's kind of a boring entourage, Tyler. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, cool, man. Hey, uh, we enjoyed our time with you, and uh, we're looking forward to everybody else hearing this. I mean, honestly, um, you know, sometimes you have. Uh, <laughs> we'll probably have to edit this. I was going to say, probably sometimes we have guests and we're super hyped up and excited, and then they kind of turn out to be like, oh man, we tried to carry that conversation it's still not we don't have great. to edit you it if you don't name really names, fun joey but yeah that is true <laughs> yeah. yeah that's true so it was fun fun yeah, time man. A lot of fun all right well tyler thank you so much man this has all been right, a guys. lot of fun for sure I mean, I mean it really is like for us that we're like kids in a candy store i mean we are huge huge nfl packer fans as well but uh, just to get to talk to you and you share a little bit of time i know like i said i'm sure you get has to talk about football a ton uh more than you want but thanks for sharing a little bit about your story man this is a lot of all fun. right guys appreciate it all yep. right man see ya thanks dude all right, Tyler Columbus of the Redskins, everybody. That was very cool. I guess there's a million more things to talk about, but uh, yeah, I, th I hope the people. How does it feel to get uh, get through an interview where if if this was in person and we got mad, he could totally beat our I, asses, all three of us. Easily. I think if if the people like you know you you've seen pictures of yeah, this because I think if you see stuff like you see a, a martial artist or whatever, you say, man, because you take on three guys or whatever. And I think usually no, but I think sometimes the largest people like offensive linemen and stuff. I think if anybody could handle two or three guys coming at me once, it would be less of a skill thing and more of a brute force thing. So I think you're right. Yeah, he's, I'm totally he's six eight. I know. I'm totally, like next time, three hundred and eight pounds. Yeah, like, what would we do? Okay, we're in a dark alley. Ty, Tyler's at the other end, and he's unbelievably pissed. Us, <laughs> do you think us three have a chance to take him, or is he not like without so, a plan? I mean, no, I don't. He's, he's an athlete. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's, he's a, I mean, I think he, you probably I mean, he, could. He's but. six eight. He's six eight, three hundred, three hundred and eight pounds. But also, I mean, Trained he's probably athlete. agile and athletic, oh. and you knows think how to he's move. Probably I mean, athletic. <laughs> no, I'm just saying more than us. More, more, obviously, he is. What but, a dumbass. <laughs> but I'm just saying, obviously, what would I don't know what I would do. I mean, if I saw it, I'd be petrified. And at the same time, I'd like, i got to do something. I, I don't mean, think you'd have a chance, you really. I mean, unless you had a really good plan. Like, if you had three people and you had a plan where you said, okay, well, the first, you know, you have to do somebody has to go behind him or, you know, get his feet or, you know, one person has to sacrifice by getting at his head or whatever. And he, you know, if you had a plan and tested it, maybe you could. But if you went without a plan, I think he just swats every one of us till we're unconscious. It'd be that terrible feeling, though, where I'm standing there with you three, and I'm like, okay, guys, we got to do this. Let's do it. And Joey and I look at each other, and Matt's running, running the other way. <laughs> 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 Matt, do you think you would run, or would you fight? Be honest. Like, we have to fight Tyler Plumbus. <laughs> it's like he, we, something really pissed him off. We're in the back alley. It's kind of dark. We, he's like, I'm gonna kill you. Uh, do you run or <laughs> well, do you go? Why would he? Of course, stand our I ground. mean, you would, you're saying if I had to, if I had to, I guess you have to. But if you can run, of course you would. Anybody would. 
Why, what sensible human being huh. wouldn't run? I don't know. I think a lot of a lot of people would think, well, I can do this. I can, you know, but I don't know. I never understood I that why right. some people feel like fighting mm-hmm. is their duty even if they're going to lose. What if he had Bridget by the throat holding her up in the air? <laughs> well, then you got to try what you can. But I'm just saying, I never understood why people fight for, like, uh, that's what I'm asking you. Just, let's, let's get just real for a here. Grudge. Tyler Palumbus is holding yeah, let's Bridget get off the ground by her throat. Yeah. By her throat. Yeah. He is pissed <laughs> off about something you said. How do you go about uh, taking out Tyler Palumbus at 6'8, 300? I'll go pounds. Kaiser Soze and shoot Bridget in the head just to prove a point. <laughs> <laughs> so you, do, you are a gun carrier. Okay, cool. Hey, so uh, for all of you listeners that are already saying, man, what the hell's doing about the mascot and the name? Blah, blah, blah. That's not how our listeners are, man. They're actually really intelligent. <laughs> I, re- I really appreciate you listeners, and thank you for your support and all the things you do nice for us. I just, Go I ahead, the, Joey. No, I got no, the yeah. juice right now, man. We just interviewed a freaking NFL football player. I've got the juice, all right? So you guys are just going to have to bear with me. But uh, anyway, obviously, use common sense. Tyler could not talk about that, and, uh, you know, that's a delicate situation. Uh, I'm sure everyone on the team, they were told, don't talk about that stuff to the media. But it doesn't mean we can't talk about it. Yeah, we didn't want to put him in a compromising position, and that's yes. totally fine. We're above and reproach. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Totally. Everybody thinks that. I mean, I and, was hoping to be the TMZ so of podcasts, of Christian podcasts, personally. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's not much he could say. I mean, he could say, yeah, I don't like the name, or I do like the name, but it's just, you know, in his opinion, probably anyway. Well, the, just like, I, I mean, the I'll biggest thing the about this, I mean, this, this is professional. It's his job. I mean, it's like, you know, yeah. it's not like he... It's not all about pulling for, rooting for, or any of the other stuff. It's just he he has a job to do. That's very clear, and he he does it. So, I think that we've talked about this before. I think, and we talked about this with with Seth, and that's so this has been on the live podcast. But honestly, for me, I think Matt, you kind of take the stance too of there's no use in fighting it. It's going to give in anyway. So all it can do is cause hurt feelings and animosity. you, we're, they're going to lose the battle, yeah. right? Regardless, it's a lost battle. no matter where it's just you land on either side, it's, it's over. It's a matter of time so, on that, just as like many other things. I, I do want to do, take this one other place, though. So I believe that in a lot of cases, there's a certain things that the, the battle is just lost. So, for instance, one of them would be uh, smoking indoors. That There's still some places where you can. Fifteen years ago, you could everywhere. And in a certain amount of years from now, you won't be able to in no state. Right? So, yep. like it or not... It's not like if we could mount a good fight, we could win that one. It's just that's just the way it's going. So that one is uh, not that moral. It's just kind of a practical one. But I think it's the same with this Redskins name, and I think that gay marriage is the same way. It's clear uh, legalization of marijuana is that way. It's clearly uh, a tide that's go- that's going to turn one direction, and then that's that's it. So you have to ask yourself, how badly do you want to oppose other people? Uh, make a big stink out of something on um, something that you're obviously going to come down on the wrong side of long term as far as the culture goes so right then people say a bunch of stuff they say yeah but i mean we just what do you do just give up everything to immorality just because this immorality is going to win but that's not the case in in any of those issues i don't i don't think it's not a matter of your morals and it's not that way for everything so i will well, I would say some people, though, Matt, would would say this isn't just an idea. This isn't just, a, oh, man, this guy's shitty. Uh, he's just being a jerk and, and being a racist or whatever. Like, a lot of people would say, how far of a reach does our government have where they could take away 
your business owner well, it's not rights the government. or your it's copyright the popular, laws it's and the popular, all this stuff. It's everybody opinion, everybody's opinion cumulatively is why these things are changing. And it's not because the government decided. No, but I'm saying, like, for example, the government took away their rights of the copyright. So now anybody can yeah, sell but that's a all. I mean, t-shirt. all this is a t- cultural tide of the popular, you know, person. Once enough people want marijuana legal, it'll be legal. And then yeah, all I'm I mean, saying is, what, you can yeah. if you think it's immoral to, to smoke marijuana, then don't. But the the legality of it and the cultural tide is not something you can totally change. But I will say, I do believe that there's one issue that will change, and it's not a foregone conclusion. And I think that is, uh, and I'm not trying to take a morality or even a positional standpoint on this, but I do think that abortion is a, a issue that will change and that people will look at differently. Uh, I think it'll go the other way. I don't think it's just simply going to be more and more acceptable. Uh, I think it'll look it'll be seen more as barbaric in a certain period of time. I don't know if that's 50 years or 100 years or whatever, but I think eventually that one will kind of reverse the trend of, of where it's headed right now. But for most of these other ones, I don't think so. So you're saying you think that abortion laws will will be changed yes well i just think so that all these things are a because result of morality of the way co- no i'm just saying that like marijuana legalization is not it does it, i think the very big difference is it doesn't necessarily hurt anybody else so it's okay to do or not do uh and then if people don't like it they cannot but i don't think that it's gonna i don't think we're gonna have a more legalistic society in the future where people try to control each other's morals so clearly things like that are going to do what they're going to do, and people have the freedom to do what they want or, or don't. However, I think abortion is different than that because I think eventually it will be seen more as a barbaric thing that we, that's more primitive that we used to do, and I think uh, I think people are pretty unobjective when they look at it right now. Everybody's really charged up about their side or what they want out of the deal. Real, real biased issue, but I think it, that one eventually will untangle and move the other direction. That's just prediction for me. But smoking indoors, marijuana, gay marriage, th- I mean, the Redskins changing their name. Trust me, those are going one direction and never coming back. Hey, that's a new business. You should start betting on those things. I love that kind of idea. I love betting. Yeah, I know. You should bet on things that will change, like the, uh, that culture will cause to change. That's kind of an interesting Well, I mean, bet. those are obvious, though. I mean, no, the they're not. A lot of people would say no way. A lot of people would say <laughs> for sure. Tons of people would say gay marriage is not obvious. I mean, it, it's happened some oh, places. Oh, please. But, so you, you would say in the next 50 years, no matter what, every single state will have legalized gay marriage? Of course. That's a good bet. So uh, what I, I'm I guarantee is you, you have to I guarantee you there are people that would say no way. Yeah, you're right. That would be really good because I could take advantage of people who whose biases and morals and emotions getting in the way of seeing what's what's apparent and I can make money off of it. I like that idea. But yeah, I think that one's clear. The question you have to ask yourself is not whether you like it or not. It's just if it's going to go the way it's going to go, what what part do you want to have? And being, you know, like where where do you want to make a stand on something that is probably going to be lost? That in the long run, I mean, I just don't, I don't see yeah. the the big thing. Like, I think you should be able to smoke indoors, and I hate smoking. I just think you should be able to, but it's not worth fighting for because you're not going to get to. Really, it. that's kind of a weird stance. Why would you think you should get to smoke indoors? Because if you own a restaurant, you should be able oh, to have yeah, yeah. whatever you want. Yeah, if I just, in I just don't understand yeah, that. That makes sense. So I, I can't I can't believe that, but I, well, I would so say probably I, most I would restaurant, never go to that restaurant. Yeah, I think most restaurant owners probably say I don't want to do it anyway. That's fine. Well, that's the yeah, other that's fine. Then they can say no. But I, you know, I don't know. It's just I don't see why it's weird how many how many people are are I don't know. It's just super weird when people try to regulate just their opinions. It's like it's just, it's just you don't like it, so you want to stop other people from it. I, I don't, I don't get that. 
Yeah, but that's that's what you're saying is going to happen no matter what. I mean, people don't like the name Redskins, and people do like it because they grew up with it. So all it is is their opinion. And some some. Now, I'm just saying. So this culture is a one way ticket on most of these issues. So don't waste your time on Redskins name. Go ahead and start looking toward the new name. Is what I'm saying. Just practically. Have you come up? I, I mean, I know that it, that it might be stupid that culture goes this way. Maybe. Maybe it's way better. I don't know if it's better or worse. I'm not making a value judgment. I'm just saying right. it's a waste of time. I do have to say I agree with you, and I would be quite pissed if someone found something wrong with the Packer mascot. I would be like, think about it. If you're a Packer fan, all of a sudden you're just like, yeah, they're going to change the name. That would be horrible. I mean, there are there are dudes that have been Redskin fans their whole entire lives, and I know that honestly yes, this this is very offensive conversation to like Seth Studley and everything but and a lot of people we yeah. were, you know we're not trying to be offensive we are talking about this but we I ask, I'm the one saying change it people yeah, yeah. but not cuz I care yeah <laughs> all right so let me uh hit you guys up with a question before we move on to the worst part of our podcast which we all know what that is and by the way my theory was correct last week we received uh way more comments than ever about the uh podcast intro music but that's beside the point so uh, we were emailed, a uh, very interesting email, and I'm going to direct this question to Toby, and then uh, we'll let Matt take a stab at it too. But I think it's uh, interesting for everyone to hear. It says that, uh, first of all, this is not hate mail, okay? This is, he s- makes very clearly it's not hate mail. But it seems to me that everyone that comes on the podcast is welcomed with open arms, and you guys do your best not to be jerks to them. That's a good thing. But it also seems like the fundamentalists are painted as the bad guys most of the time. Active porn stars and gays, yeah, they're welcome as being brothers and sisters in Christ, but not fundamentalists. They are the only ones we can point at and say are wrong. We can say Jay Baker is respected for standing up for what he believes, but Kirk Cameron is an ass for what he believes. I honestly don't know anything about Kirk Cameron, but I have followed Craig Gross. I read a few of his books and gave Triple X Church money in its early days however i was really bothered when once again it seemed like fundamentalists were made out to be the bad guys toby let's hear it so this person's mad that we say uh they they think we are always mean to people fundamental yeah and all joking aside I, i i think he's being serious that it's not hate mail i think he is supportive but he does think that it seems as if we hate on fundamentalists but we give a lot of grace to people like jay baker who uh who beliefs may not even be right well i would say i mean the honest answer is is because all the problems that we are talking about have to deal with christian fundamentalism i would say you know what i mean like we there's plenty of billions (laughs) it seems like uh, okay let, let me honestly say this thousands and thousands and thousands of websites and news and tv shows and uh, tv networks and stuff like that talk about how good christian christians are preachers are saying yeah. all, every sunday all this stuff so this is the one site where i'm not going to give anybody a pass including and starting with myself yeah you know what i mean like that, that that's the thing i don't i don't think we're against uh fundamentalist christians i mean we're gonna have rick Bazette here on the podcast coming up soon in the future and he's a pastor of a church and we've had pastors on the uh, from the churches before and we're not giving a pass but i mean i, I mean I, I can't believe we haven't said this more clearly but for sure uh like jay becker what an awesome guest probably don't agree with m- many things with him there's a ton of things we don't agree with you know what i mean and and a lot of that's theological uh like i totally disagree with uh you know 
his stance about not needing uh, Jesus as our redemption. You right. know what I mean? As, 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 as restitution and redemption for our, I mean, I, our whole point is that you need Jesus. Yeah. I mean, you can't do it on your own. So, I mean, fundamentally, I definitely disagree. Like, Jesus is the center. So, I, I think he's probably right that we do that, and that kind of a lot of times seems like what Jesus did. Yeah. I, I, I will say this, though, and I love Craig Gross. I look forward to getting to know him in the future even more, Like, and I, I see that happening. I really, really love the guy. I wouldn't have personally called Kirk Cameron an ass, but here's the thing is. <laughs> he I, said, I hate Kirk Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I hate him. And uh, here's the thing is I can take that for what it's worth. I don't think. Pastor Craig Gross wants Kirk Cameron to burn in hell forever and ever, or, uh, or even get a, even stub his toe. Right, so, so yeah, I, I agree. But but here but here, I don't want to send the message though that oh, Kirk Cameron, he's a a piece of shit. That yeah, we don't have any time of day for. It. We do love him. He's our brother in Christ. Now, do those yeah, sorts sure. of people frustrate us sometimes? Sure, but man, I mean, God's made us all differently. I mean, so what do you think, Matt, about that comment? I think it's I think it's simple. The simple way to sum up what Toby's saying is, yeah, we're harder on them, and because we can see it, because we are that. That's like our that's you and me and our brothers and our sisters that we're very close to in our family. So yeah, it's kind of obvious the stuff we're getting wrong, and we talk about that. That's not from a pa- that's not like the group that we hate is a uh, Bible believing Christians. That's the group that we are. So that and we that's where all of our uh, angst and stuff we've seen good and bad has been from within that lens. So we just have a very clear view of it. So, of course, we talk about it. I can't sit back and talk from uh, I can't get real in depth with with, uh, about NFL policy or even about stuff issues that I don't know as well. So, of course, I'm more welcome if it's an atheist. I go, well, let me tell me about being an atheist. I can't get super, you know, in depth with that, nor would it be loving. But I think it's way easier because we're close to those people and also i would not have said first of all we didn't say i hate kirk cameron (laughs) one of our guests did also he was just talking to me i say i hate tons of stuff that maybe i wouldn't officially put on a license plate or bumper sticker or announce and i I, all craig was doing was talking and express expressing the way that makes him feel it wasn't he doesn't hate Kirk Cameron. Right. He just said, I hate Kirk Cameron. And that's okay. And that's the biggest thing that I want people to get from the podcast is we're just talking. And so that was just Craig talking. So please give him a break on that. Yeah. So yeah, well, we let, don't hate fundamentalists. Well, let me ask you guys something. This is something where I I think that, that I think the three of us disagree. I think you guys would side with one another. I do believe there is a need for leadership in the church, just like there's a need for leadership on a football team or at Walmart. Um, I feel like sometimes you guys uh, downplay that need. Now, here's what I don't mind. I don't mind you guys downplaying us as leaders. I mean, we don't need to be seen as leaders, but there seems to almost be like this. Sure, I agree. Pastors aren't the heroes. Um, Leadership books are sometimes kind of kooky. And Jesus is the one we should all be following. We're all sinners. We all are in desperate need. But I do believe, and I think y'all do too, but it doesn't come across this way that the church needs leaders. There needs to be some people that say, you know what? I'm just as effed up as the other person, but I'm taking responsibility uh, for a lot of other people that are looking to me for leadership. I mean, am I mistaken in saying that you guys don't feel that way? No, I don't. I think I don't understand what brush you're painting us with. I think I don't say anything funny to me. Toby and I aren't anti the existence of leadership, I don't think. It just comes across that way sometimes. 
as far as what? like, or as far as like downplaying anyone following a person. And I think I even get caught up in that conversation too. Like, you know, don't follow me. Don't make, don't people put, don't put people on a platform and all that stuff. But there is an element of, okay, there's leaders. God's called people to lead. I just think the whole idea of leadership is so blown up now in the church that it's like everybody's a leader. Every Bible study is about building your leadership and being a leader and leader. And I, just not everybody's supposed to be. And yeah. I don't know if I'm supposed to be. And, and I think when you're talking about leadership, you're actually talking about the church model, Sunday morning church model of us teaching and leading people and discipling them. And that's I don't want to get hung up on that. If that happens, great. I don't you know what I mean? Praise yeah. the Lord. That's awesome. But I don't want to be, oh, Toby is a leader, and here's why you need to listen to him because on this. Yeah, like, think, yeah, that, yeah, that think that about a sense. school. Think about a school. I mean, principal, a teacher's a leader, a principal's a leader, superintendent's a leader, but you know, everybody's not always droning on about leadership. It's just, yeah, yeah. somebody's in charge, and that's fine. It's, it, it, you, of course, you have structures and leaders, but it's, I mean, we way overdo it in the spiritual world. As well, far it's as also like I, I authority. Just, I don't even like the idea of why do we have to even call it that? If you're a real leader, then you're leading. Why, right. why do we got to take yeah, time to learn how to do it? And I, I mean, I, I, not because if, if it was act, if, if it was working naturally, people arise or rise to the occasion to be a leader. People acknowledge them and it happens. And then they lead with help and wisdom of others. I mean, and so I just think the idea of us even thinking the idea of, Oh, I'm going to call myself a leader. Like, I don't even want to go there. I don't, I don't want to waste time on that. If that happens, praise the Lord. That That's because Jesus made it that way, and it's, it's not me. Yeah. Now, not anti-leader itself. It's just the way people talk about it. And for sure, when I mean, it's very easy. It's proven a million times by in every way that people tend to not want leaders, but as the Old Testament would say, a king yeah. is what yeah. people want. And then they get it, and then that king is shitty. So, yeah, follow somebody's leadership, but quit. Everybody wanting a king is the problem. Yep. Yeah, you know what? You know what Joey's favorite leader is? Who? Two leader. <laughs> <laughs> Mountain Dew baby, regular, not diet. Two leader. Two leader. <laughs> that was good. Hey, I just came up. That with was that. really good. But well, you know what else is good, Matt? What else could be good at this moment? This is such a, a BS prelude to this BS. Zip it, Joey. In a world where Joey uses the word prelude. <laughs> 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 This is News with Toby. My name's Toby Morrell, and I'm here to deliver the damn news. Matt, you ready for some news? You ready for some truth? I am. Joey. I haven't been paying attention to my Twitter feed, so I'm counting on you. Joey, you with me today? Uh, I'm with you about as much as a box of rocks could be with fire. Okay. I have no <laughs> idea what that analogy is, means. Is that a metaphor? What is it? A box of rocks and fire? You are not. What's going on, bud? <laughs> I will say this. I've got. I've got a problem. <laughs> what's your problem? <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this on the podcast. <laughs> Go ahead, buddy. <laughs> this is my new segment, so thank you for choosing this time. I've got a a pattern that is starting to happen. It used to start. It used to happen intermittently throughout the month, but it's happened three nights in a row. I go to bed. Yeah. And then I wake up about an hour into my sleep, and my arms and legs feel like they need to be doing something. Like, almost like there's, like, fire in my arms and legs, and it doesn't hurt, but I can't go back to sleep. They're just so active. Imagine, like, your arms and legs saying, Toby, we got to do something. We got to do something. We got to do something. And you're just like, um, I want to go to sleep. So I have to get up out of bed and just. The I, last three nights in a row? Last night I was up till 3 o'clock in the morning. I went to bed at 11. 
Woke up at 12. My arms and legs were wouldn't shut up about getting up. And so I got That's weird. Is that like restless leg syndrome? That's what Priscilla yeah, that's thinks what it is. Say. That's what she weird. thinks it is. So, like, do you just, like, do you go downstairs and just dance? <laughs> that's the thing. Yeah, is what do you she, do? Well, she read the symptoms and everything, and it says, like, you have to, like, move your legs. I don't feel like I have to. I feel like that's I just can't just sleep. Describe. That's what you just said. You I said just, your just arms and legs that. have to move. Well, all I'm saying is I just came downstairs and worked and got ahead at on uh, Seacoast stuff. My first news of the night. Hey, so, t- uh, Matt, was that one of your favorite interviews, like, since we're all football fans? I think we interrupted my news enough this time. Well, I, yeah, I, that's enough. I just think that we should just move on with just talking about real stuff. This is real. Joey, are you causing your legs and arms to move right now? Because they are going off. <laughs> are you doing that with your mind? What your you legs and arms are going off right now. You don't even realize you're doing it. Your legs. What are they doing? Your legs and arms are moving around no, like crazy. No, they're not. I, I'm relaxed. All right, ba- going with back to the news. Shoplifting yeah. suspect Shirley Mason used wheelchair cart to for getaway. <laughs> says the cops. Wow. This comes from the from the old AP. And this is the Fruitport Township in Michigan. I thought that was an interesting name, the Fruitport Township. Police in Michigan say they arrested a shoplifting suspect following her slow-speed getaway. Weird. In a $1,200 motorized wheelchair shopping cart taken from Walmart. The Muskegon Chronicle says that police located the 46-year-old Shirley Mason about two miles away riding, riding the cart with $600 in clothing. So she she took the cart from the place. Right, along with so $600 th- worth of clothing. And the cart's worth vastly more than $600 is the thing about that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, I mean, yeah, the cart itself is a pretty good heist. Yeah, they said, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a good heist. So the I think that's a really good plan because you know how they're not – you're not really – like if you were going to stop somebody from shoplifting, I mean, it, was, it, it obviously didn't totally work out. But if you're going to stop from, somebody from shoplifting, if it was somebody – able-bodied and on foot, you would be a lot easier to challenge them, but a person in a scooter, handicapped-looking, acting, it would be a lot harder to, to stop them or challenge them, I think, because it's not like you're going to dislodge them from the scooter. Yeah, for sure, but, I mean, I, they said that an a actual customer saw them doing that, and so they uh, caught, turned her into the police, and she, when they pulled her over, she said she just didn't feel like walking. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, do you think she thought that out, though, and thought, well, this will be just beyond suspicion if I do this? Do you think she thought it out, or she just just did like it? Like, nobody's going to mess with me. I'm an older lady, of course. Yeah, like, know, I, surely I can get away with this if I just act like I know what I'm doing and confident nobody will assume, and then I'll just slowly and surely get out of there. I thought it was pretty, not a bad idea. But it didn't work. Joey, you ride those when you go to Walmart, don't you? Uh, yeah, just uh, it's just entertaining for me. I actually had to ride one. Uh, I was walking into Walmart. This has been about a week ago, and there was this older gentleman. He was like, excuse me, excuse me. And I was like, yes, sir. Can you take this back from me? And I was like, sure. So I got the on ju- it. The cart? Yeah. It was one of those Whoa. electronic scooter carts, and I was like, sure, because, I mean, he was he actually needed it, and he was like, if he had to return it, then he'd have to walk back, and that would be tough for him. So I was like, yeah, sure, no problem, but I had to ride it back, and it was the slowest thing in the world, and I felt like so Yeah, I was really embarrassed. I was like, I thought I, thought I saw some, like, <laughs> middle-aged white Republicans look at me going, that guy could walk. My tax dollars <laughs> go to that guy. Why is that guy? You know, I really felt like kind of, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it was just, I felt like I was a little marginalized, felt a little uncomfortable. So that actually did happen to me <laughs> at Walmart because it was going so slow. And I just thought everybody thought that guy can walk. That guy can walk. And, I, and then I did. I got off and walked. But, you know, who knows if they were headed to their car if they ever saw it. All right, this next one's interesting. It's another uh, theft story. 
This comes from Waterville, Maine. It's AP as well. 100 onions grown by Maine fifth graders stolen. Wow. So mm-hmm. these little fifth graders working their little tails off, trying to do something good for the community. It was supposed to be a lesson in growing your own food, healthy eating, and helping the less fortunate. Instead, a group of Maine fifth graders got a lesson in the harsh realities of life. When students at Albert S. Hall School in Waterville, <coughs> Waterville went out last week to harvest the yellow onions planted last spring, they found that all 100 had been stolen. <laughs> Every single one of the onions had been stolen. Their plan was to give half the onions to a homeless shelter and half to the school kitchen to be used in school lunches. Student mm-hmm. Ashley Harwood called the theft kind of depressing. <laughs> student, <laughs> <laughs> student Hannah Hall says that the class was sad. Teacher Mary Dunn says the plans to turn the theft into a lesson that there are plans to turn the le- the, pl- the theft into a lesson anyway about coming together when things don't go as planned. So my question is who would steal the onions and how would they know and did Is it unsolved? Yeah, that's it. Oh my that's the God. end of the story. No one knows where the onions are. Um so I would guess it is an animal ate them. Like a like an escaped uh, pet animal that's like let's say there would a be something left over wild boar no there'd wild be, boar there'd be something left over for sure there'd be there'd be parts of onions left for sure somebody somebody came in those stole. hogs will eat anything have you not seen uh, snatch they those they'll eat anything they'll eat bone they'll eat, I just, eat all the onions honestly skins. I wouldn't be a bit surprised if it was Shirley Mason <laughs> <laughs> with her on her cart yeah She's I don't know why you steal a hundred they were they were on the vine. Or they were wait. Right. Oh, I, you know what? That's an interesting question. I don't know. Do, I, th- I thought <laughs> onions grow underground, right? Yeah, but I mean, were they? Yeah, were they already harvested sitting in a bu- bushel somewhere? Uh, oh, it didn't say. It didn't say. Hmm. I think it's animal they, no, no. Related. They went out last week to harvest the yellow onions, but they yeah. had found they had all been stolen, so they were still in the ground. Well, I mean, so somebody had to do a lot of work to steal a hundred onions. <sighs> all right, I'm just kind of let down today by my own news. I'm, I don't want to <laughs> do anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I want it to end here. You let down by your own news. I don't, is it wrong? I pray Tyler Columbus attacks your family tonight. <laughs> <laughs>